0: Welcome to another episode of GovTech Today where we try and bridge the gap between .com and .gov. I'm Russell Lowry.
1: I'm Jen Seha.
0: And today we're going to talk about uh, small business and doing business with the state, but the question as we begin, in Sacramento anyway, everyone's talking about a $68 billion deficit, uh, but the state's still going to spend a lot of money. Um, Should we... should should sled salesmen uh, close up shop because we've got this deficit everything's on pause or how what should the reaction to the state deficit be
1: please don't close up shop <laughs> really um you know despite having a huge hole in our budget uh we're still going to continue as the fifth largest economy in the world we're still going to spend any more than any other state around the nation more than Texas and New York combined. So, no, please don't, uh, please don't break for other states because we have a deficit. We're still the biggest spenders around. We're the 800 pound gorilla. So you can overlook it, but you're doing yourself a disservice, right?
0: So the opportunity is still huge. It is still vast, uh, and the I don't have any concern about the biggest players in the market, uh, closing up shop, they're evergreen, ever-present, entrenched. entrenched. Yep. And they've been through this before, uh, most of them, and they, they will try and grab market share. My question for you today and, and for this episode is, can small businesses really compete in this environment? How, does, uh, how can a small business get a share of this massive state spend that's still going to occur?
1: I mean, absolutely, and more more so today than ever before uh, because of a few different uh, revelations that have come about over the past couple years. So, uh, you know, small businesses are 99.9% of the businesses in the United States. Um, they employ about half of the private sector workforce, so... Overlooking them or having them pull out because they don't think they can help uh, is just insane to think about the economic impact that that would have to our state. We also have some very um, some very ambitious policy goals here in the state. So the state has always um, sort of strived to have 25% of our state dollars in contracts go to small businesses.
0: 25%? Yeah. I I've looked at the stats. I don't think I've seen anything near that in the past. Is that? Uh, they,
1: they've hit it they've hit pretty it? Okay. much every year. Um, okay. And now that that is a requirement, a statutory requirement, okay. instead of just an ambitious goal. The other one is 3% for disabled veteran business enterprises, so DVBEs.
0: Wow. So 25% for small business, 3% for DVBs, uh and that's a statutory mandate as opposed to a nice to have. It's a thou shall have. Yep. Uh, and does that get waived because we have a a budget deficit? No, it does not. Okay. So, uh what are some tools in the state's toolbox to help small businesses and DVBs achieve those goals?
1: So, first things first, you have to get certified. You have to meet the requirements of actually being a small business, uh and those requirements in the state of California are different than at the federal level. Uh, at the state, it's um, gross revenues of $18 million over the last three years. So that can change from time to time, but um, it, that's sort of what it is. And then there's some other things. You have to have an office in the state of California. Um, you have to have a California resident working there, things like that. But uh, generally, that's how we classify small businesses, and you have to get certified to that in the state. Unfortunately, we're not at a place where we're giving benefits to minority-owned businesses or like women-owned businesses, uh, which is frustrating, but especially being progressive and being California, the federal government um, and also local governments have a lot of preferences for those categories of businesses, but at the state level, it's disabled veteran and small business. And
0: what are some, what are the preferences?
1: So you can get up to a 5% bid preference if you're a small business. Same thing, 5% incentive on solicitations. If you're a disabled veteran business, those can be stacked. So you could benefit from up to a 10% bidding preference if you're both of those things.
0: So if I'm, if I'm reselling, uh, uh, a Google product, and uh, there are multiple bidders in the marketplace, and everything else being equal, a disabled veteran puts it in at one price, and other competitors put it in at the same price, then the disabled veteran business would would score better, uh, because they'd get the 5% bid preference. And then uh, the state would also have an incentive to pick the disabled veteran because they have a 3% or uh, the 25% legal requirement to do business with the state. So um, that seems to work for both the big business and the small business in that a lot of the small business is reselling larger company products. Or
1: being a subcontractor on a big project. I mean, no small business is going to bid, say, EDD next transformation, right? right? That's massive. It's a multi-billion dollar project, but it has the 25% small business requirements on it. So, you know, a huge integrator, um, one of the acronyms that we've all heard is likely going to win that project, but they are going to be seeking small business partners to help them uh, still achieve that 25% small business goal.
0: Okay, so uh talk a little bit more about that. What's that partnership look like between the uh the big system integrators and small business uh do they partner on a bid package? How's that partnership work on the bid package?
1: So there has to be some it can't just be we're bringing you on to this to do nothing but just because we want a token small business. There are useful function commercial useful function requirements that mean that we can't just have you on there because you're a small business or a DVBE. You actually have to do something and substantially contribute um, to your scope of work. But what these big companies do when they're going out is they seek resources from small businesses or even from DVBEs. So they're looking for, we need someone to fill these classifications. We don't have enough project managers living in Sacramento. Let's go out and see if a small business in town has a project manager and that person's salary or whatever we're paying them can contribute to our overall goal.
0: Okay, so they they may win the whole bid but a certain percentage of what they're spending with the small business counts toward the goal Correct. and um, and may impact the scoring of the bid vis-a-vis other businesses. Correct. Or the,
1: sometimes it's just a requirement. Oh. Hey, <laughs> you know, we don't care. We're not going to give you any preference points, but you need to have small businesses as a part of your bid.
0: Got it. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So if I'm a small business, I came across this podcast episode. I'm excited about what you're saying. Uh, um, There's a small business advocate Mm -hmm. out there. How, uh, what can the small business advocate do for me?
1: So part of what they do is sort of lobby and champion um, on behalf of small businesses not just in state participation, state contracting, but in California's economy as a whole. So they're on on the search for helping. Uh, It's everything from telling people that there's this bid preference to helping them get certified as a small business to what opportunities are there locally. A lot of local governments have the same preferences, sometimes even more so, so figuring out if I'm bidding at a county or a city, what are my my preferences uh, to how do I file my taxes? So as a more sm-
0: general business, totally assistance. Right. they help with the state stuff, but they offer more general business assistance. How do I hire?
1: Well. How do I ensure I'm following employment laws? It's I'm a small business. I need a champion, and that's what our Office of the Small Business Advocate is at the state.
0: So in looking at their website, they offer advocacy and education, problem-solving, and information and referral. So let's just take each one of those uh, separately. So advocacy and ed- education, you've touched on that a little bit uh, already. Um Fair access is on everybody's lips as a talking point. What role does uh, the OSBA have in in fighting for small business in that area?
1: So they definitely want to make sure the state is keeping up with that 25% goal. And they do that through a network of every state department will have a small business advocate. If they're a small department, maybe it's like a portion of someone's job. But if they're a big department, maybe they have two or three or maybe they have an entire office focused on it. So... Um, connecting with those, those small business advocates at the departments, sort of feeling them out, figuring out what they're working on, and ultimately driving towards those goals on contracting. Uh, so that's equity and fairness at the state government level.
0: Okay. And so uh, on the problem-solving bucket, uh, I've watched at this point uh, dozens of hours of planning and coaching and videos and seminars on government contracting. Um, and it's not simple or easy. Uh, how, do I, how do I engage the small business advocate to help with that?
1: So they can help you sort of cut through some of that red tape or at least unwind it as it relates to state government. Um, there's a number of things the state does. Uh, there's even if you're a small business and certified as a small business, You get paid sooner than a big business. So there's even like, hey, we understand as a state and as a government, we understand that it's tougher for a small business. So uh, the small business advocate can shake things loose where they may be held up, whether it's this department doesn't do anything for small businesses or we haven't been paid by this department. They can kind of run interference and help you at the different departments and agencies.
0: Okay. And then... The, the number of bid opportunities, we can throw out a big number, $300 billion plus in state spending, and, but how do the Cali Procure system and, and looking for things, you sign up or you put your categories in and the volume of emails can be overwhelming and is it a right fit? Have you narrowed it down just correctly? Um, how can the OSBA help a small business identify opportunities?
1: So they work hand in hand with the Department of General Services. That department is charged with certifying the small businesses and making sure that what they're telling you, uh, you know, yes, I do have $18 of gross receipts over the past three years, making sure that that's honest and auditing some of those files. Um, And they work hand in hand. Uh, DGS is also the department that operates Cali Procure and puts out all of those bid opportunities. So... They have a great team over there, a fabulous team. They do workshops all around the state on how do I get certified? What does it mean to be a small business? And they work hand in hand with the Office of the Small Business Advocate to sort of make sure all the information and the referrals and the resources are out there and available to our small businesses.
0: Well, Jen, I appreciate that. I hope, uh, I hope our listeners get some benefit out of uh, you sharing some of that expertise, you uh, Would you where what kind of websites or where would you direct the audience as we close? Where would you direct them if uh, a small business uh, maybe that hasn't done business with the state before, but they've come across this and they're interested? Where should so the
1: Office of the Small Business Advocate uh, has done a great job of putting all this information right on their website in one place, and it's calosba.ca.gov. Uh, And that'll direct you to anywhere and everywhere, all kinds of things from funding to certification to contacting someone at a specific department.
0: Well, we started uh, GovTech today to try and bridge that gap between .com and .gov, and I think uh, your expertise today is going to do a do a, a service to those little companies who are trying to bridge that gap. Thanks. And I
1: think more to come on this too. Uh, you know, every year we're seeing more and more preferences, and um, there's even a small business option for contracting that we recommend everyone take a look at. So,
0: great, thank you, Jen.
1: Thanks so much.